Sprint race returns for Imola. Is Sainz taking a Ferrari number two? Protests over Miami GP. Welcome to the Late Night Race Review. The 18th of April. Thanks for joining us. I'm Dave Jericho, and with me, as always, known discreetly in public restrooms as the Sad Sausage, it's Mr. <laughs> Owen Scott. And joining us this week to add a little class to the cast, we have none other than Mr. Rob Matthews. If you like your Formula One news and reviews a day late and delivered with the same excitement as Owen Scott staring down a glory hole, then you've come <laughs> to the right place. Don't forget to give us a follow, like, comment, or subscribe on social media and anywhere you get your podcasts. Now, with all that out of the way, let's get on with the show. Uh, it's uh, it's race week, Dave. Rob? Yeah. We're back oh, again. Thank yeah. God. Thank Finally. God. Um, there's only one place to start, I think, when it, when it comes to, to race week, and that's obviously Imola uh, and the return of the sprint race. It's back. What's everyone's thoughts on the, uh, the sprint race? And uh, do you think it was a success last season? Uh, was it a success? Uh, no, I don't think it was. If I'm honest, I don't think it added to the show that it should have. Um, I think what happened last season was basically the teams were getting a little bit too cautious of making sure that they weren't wrecking their car for the Sunday. So mm -hmm. you what you had was the opening sort of three laps where everyone was jockeying for position. And then once we ended up seeing where everyone was going to be after three laps, everyone just sort of went into management mode then for the rest of the race and yeah, I think it just fell flat. And then that's what we had then for, for the rest of the three races. So, yeah, last season, I wasn't, I wasn't a, big, uh, a big fan of it, now, I have to say. Rob, what about um, yourself, Rob? Well, yeah, it was a, it's a great idea. I, I do like the idea of it. But like you're saying there, it did kind of settle very quickly. I was expecting um, a lot more racing, really, because it's such a short format. And, um, and that's it. it the like, tires is what... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just I was just going to jump in on what you were saying there as well. Like we were all expecting, you know, like what you see in uh, maybe Formula Two, everyone just going flat out for yeah. the checkered flag. But the tires yeah. just don't seem to last, and you ended up getting management, and then obviously the bigger teams now worrying about the cost of a, an accident that might incur and that type of stuff. But the cost caps in place then as well, like they'll be really worried about that kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah, it'd be, it, it's 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 massive. I mean, when you look at you know even this season that Mick Schumacher crash and the cost of that. I mean, can you imagine that happening on a Saturday before the featured race when last season all you were getting was what was it? You were getting three points if you won it, and I mean, like Haas weren't going to be, be getting those three points. So if they ended up with a million dollar crash, you know, yeah. for no yeah. points, and then going into the Sunday race having to repair that, yeah. I think my hope for for the sprints last season was that the, some of the lower teams were going to to get a few points that they wouldn't have normally gotten on on a Sunday, but looking at the three the three sprints that we had the Silverstone, uh, Monza, and Brazil, I don't think the top ten didn't really look any different to what Sunday's top ten would have looked like anyway. Um, there was no real surprises as far as I can see anyway. Lance Stroll maybe I think came tenth in in Monza. But apart from that, it, it was all the usual players um, doing the usual parts. But again, that's because all you were seeing was three laps of racing and then holding station till the till maybe you, I think uh, can't quite go. But I, I think there was one or two or one of the sprint races where you had sort of a last ditch for the for the line. But mm -hmm. other than that, like, you know, on the last lap, perhaps. But other than that, it was you pretty much have 20 odd laps of just 
sort of holding station, minding the car. Don't put too much wear on the engine. Um, yeah, it didn't do anything. But that's where I think the new format possibly might alternate. You know, might change that up a little bit. Um, With the new the new point system. Exactly. Yeah. I think, yeah. yeah. So just explain uh, for anyone who doesn't know, including myself, explain what that what that new format is in terms of points. What's changed since last season? So yeah, uh, so basically, it, well, it's it's effectively effectively the same format. The only difference, obviously, like say on the points, is that first place is getting eight, and eighth place is getting one. So obviously, every point you know incrementing up from there. Um, so there's a little bit more on the line. Eight points is a huge. Like in, in a title race, eight points is a lot. I mean, when you consider mm. these guys are like, I mean, look at the Australia race where Leclerc was begging to go for the fastest lap, even though he already had the fastest lap. He was begging to go for that fastest lap, even yeah. though like that's one point. So if you consider these guys are going to get eight points to win the sprint race, I think there's more incentive there to put a little bit more on the line that they would have last year, I think. Mm. It, I, I think that the, the concept of it really adds to the excitement for me anyway. Um, it definitely adds the excitement of, of the weekend. Um, we were meant to have uh, six this year, but we we're only coming away with three again due to the standoff between the teams um, over budget caps. Mm. Um, and yeah, again, the the, um, the format, we've kind of covered the, the format um, at this stage, but do you what do you see in the, in the future of of sprint races is it going to be an every race thing or are they just using this sporadically throughout the season do you think going forward i don't know i think this is, this this is what kind of annoys me a little bit about formula 1 like they're reducing cost caps you know they're sort of going sustainable fuels and they're they're, they're you know they're making all the right sort of noises you know they're going you know the cost caps help the lower teams all that type of stuff you're like yeah it all sounds great until then they decide to try and say Okay, we're going with 25, 26, 27 races on a calendar by, you know, by you know, 2025 or 2026, whatever. Mm. And you're thinking, okay, but the cost cap, okay, it might increment a little bit over, over that time. But then you're trying to decide, okay, this year we were supposed to have six sprint races. So, okay, let's say if it went well and they had six this year, next year, what, we're going to have nine sprint races and still keep the cost cap at 140 million. Like it's just not achievable. And when you've got to consider the risk that like we were saying before, if there's an accident in that sprint race and you have an accident, I mean, say, say you had a disastrous weekend like Aston Martin at the Benny Hill weekend. I mean, <laughs> like, what are you going to do there? I mean, they were just having a bad run of luck. So, I mean, the laws of average say there that they were going to, if they, if it was a sprint race in that, in Australia, they were either crashing out, they were going to have a brutal weekend, something was going to happen. It was just, it was just a bad luck weekend. Can you imagine how much that weekend would have cost them if they had another two cars crashing out on, on, on a Saturday, rebuilding for the like? Yeah, yeah you I can see, think. you can see why some teams are opposed to it. Really, like I know it'll suit the, it'll suit at the minute. It suits the the big teams, it's Ferrari, Mc, um, McLaren's, uh, Mercedes, um, Red Bull. <laughs> Yeah, if only, if only McLaren. Yeah, um, but like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, it's it's extra points for them, and they're getting further ahead of the rest of the field basically all the time. I'd actually love to see um, a reverse grid for so say they do the qualifying on a Friday, and that qualifying sets the grid for the Sunday, but sets the reverse grid for the sprint race. So like the fully so, adopting the F two so, format. Yeah, yeah, mm. basically, it's it's. I think that's great the way they do that, like because you know it gives them um, the teams Aston Martin Williams that aren't scoring aren't scoring points. Gives them a chance yeah. to get eight points on the board there if they can hold position for the race. I'd 
I'd absolutely love to see that. I mean, because it would be great to see the top driver starting back in eighth or, you know, or wherever yeah. it might be. Yeah. Problem with that is when you've got the F2. Uh, so the F2s are, are effectively the academy drivers coming up. So it's sort of, it's sort of a, a, a way of showcasing the skills that those drivers have. Um, also, there's not the the big financial um, rewards on the line uh, for winning races that there is um, for the teams in Formula One. So you, I can imagine if that was proposed to the likes of, well, especially Ferrari, who have special, I think they still have their special veto privileges. Um, if, so if that was proposed to the likes of Ferrari, Mercedes, I just can imagine they'd be thinking, what, so, you know, Hamilton, Russell, Leclerc wins the race. We're starting back in eighth. <laughs> no, no, that ain't happening. You know, so I'd love to see it. I'd say most fans, I'd say, would love to see the full adoption of F2. But yeah, that's the reason mm. I would say that. But even to keep it as maybe maximum five races a year with that with that format, it just it, it opens up the field a bit. You know, there's there's more opportunities for, for other teams. It You know, for the last, how long has it been? One or two, one or two drivers really competing for the title. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's it. Yeah, you've closer. Exactly. Well, that's this is the first year now we're seeing obviously Ferrari coming back into to challenge, and we're starting to see the possibility of Mercedes get on top of things of a of sort of a three horse team race um, for the season. But um, yeah, otherwise it's. Do- I mean, look, we've had the the hybrid era dominated by um, dominated by Mercedes. Then we obviously had. Red Bull dominated for what four years with Sebastian Vettel. Then you had Ferrari prior to that. Um, so yeah, it's and effectively now we're looking at this new era, and it's the same three teams that were dominating in the eras before anyway. Like yeah, you know, it's just yeah. we're trying to bunch those three together now to fight against each other. Um, so yeah. So all in all, it it, it seems that uh, not in favor of the the sprint races for this season. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Would you be right in saying that? I still do enjoy them. I do like it's it's because no. it's it's flat out racing. Well, it's meant to be. I know it's not really mm. working out that way, but yeah. you know it's got the potential to be. But maybe now with the the better points this year, they're going mm. to be going for that more often. Because like you're, like you were saying, Dave, with um with Leclerc looking for that um that point for fastest lap. I mean, coming into the last race of last season, that point meant everything. Exactly. Well, absolutely. Yeah, and that's it. And so if you've got eight points now in three yeah. sprint races. Um, yeah, I, I think as well, like, I think the, um, one of the, that, one of the things I expect to happen from the sprint races this year with the new cars, uh, now I know Pirelli haven't really delivered with what they promised with sort of more durable tires. Um, they've sort of fell off the cliff a lot sooner than I think most people had expected. Mm. But that being said, with the cars being able to clo- follow more closely, if teams obviously get on top of their own overheating issues. I think you could see a case where, you know, say in Imola, you know, lash on a set of hard compound tires. Um, if these cars can race closer together, those cars and those tires don't go off the cliff as easy and eight points on the line. You might just see what we're expecting, which is, you know, maybe sort of the top six, top eight drivers absolutely going hell for leather right to the end. Like, I mean, I don't see any reason why not eight points on the line. That's a it's, lot of points. Yeah, absolutely. Like. On average, what are we seeing out of say the 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 soft compound tires, um, in terms of of laps at the moment? Do you know offhand? For Imola, mm. I don't know. I actually, I'll be honest, I haven't even checked what compounds they're bringing to to Imola. Um, so yeah, I don't even yeah. know what what uh, what they're bringing. I don't even know whether Pirelli have announced that yet. Actually, 
I haven't um, seen anything on that. No, I haven't anyway. seen anything yet. So, it'd be similar, I'd imagine, to, to Melbourne, like temperature-wise, it'd be quite similar, wouldn't it? I would imagine so. I'd imagine so. The only thing is, obviously, and I this is way beyond my pay grade, but I know like the asphalt and stuff like that, depending on the type of asphalt that's laid, um, that can have more wear on the tire. Oh, yeah, because uh, Melbourne's a city or a, a street track. Exactly. Yeah. So it's a different type of grade and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. So yeah, it's, it's stuff I don't really know. I don't know a lot about, so I'm going to shut up and not fucking talk myself <laughs> into a hole. But uh, yeah, I'm sure that'll come into it as well. I don't know if Imola is the best uh, track for the sprint, to be honest. Like, it's not, there's not a whole lot of overtaking opportunity there. And that's kind of what you want to see in the sprint race. Well, to me anyway. Yeah, I, I, I'll be honest. I don't know. I think one thing I think it might come from Imola will be just, again, if we can just see them going, even if there's not a lot of overtaking, but we do still see a lot of hard racing. Do you know what I mean? Like sort of, yeah. you know, uh, nice bumper to bumper. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, nice and close racing. Um, not really worrying about the uh, the tires going off. And also, you know, uh, if we can at least just see that there's value to those drivers and the teams for those eight points, I think we'll at least get that from Imola. We'll actually be able to see, okay, these guys do value those eight points. Obviously, we know there's a value there, but to be able to show that on track with the racing, in which case then leading into, um, what are we in? Aus- is Austria then is the, is the, the next, next? sprint? sprinting no sorry uh yeah, yeah it yeah. is austria austria, austria sorry yeah. and then brazil so yeah they'll, they'll be good ones actually austria and brazil yeah austria good. should be good yeah, yeah good tracks for sprint races um speaking of imola and all things italian ferrari uh top of the pile at the moment and coming into their home race in fantastic form but leclerc clearly pushing out his his lead in the driver's championship what are your thoughts on the the first and second driver situation there Mm, well, yeah, we were talking about this in the last podcast. So, but I think, um, I think this is definitely going to be a race that Carlos Sainz is going to have to deliver. Um, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Scotty, but I think I went with Carlos Sainz for the did. win this weekend. You did, um, yeah. and that's it hard. Purely, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've really gone in, <laughs> gone all in on on Sainz this weekend. But I, I think that's going to be because he knows, like. He knows he, like there was mistakes made. He got overeager in in Australia, but if you know he, he's a lot to prove to start with, he's a lot to recover. And I think if he can, you know, keep that aggression under control, uh, you know, he, and he can pull out a big performance, then I think that gives a bit more balance in that decision making. That it's not going to be as clear cut. Um, mm-hmm. Even if he came in second, but it was you know. He was within a couple of seconds of Leclerc. You know, they were crossing the line within sort of two, three seconds. I still think that will be enough to not make a clear cut first and second driver. But, um, but he I definitely... still think it's a, a little bit early before. Like, I know it's, it's looking very much like Leclerc is kind of going to be the number one driver. He's pushing for the mm-hmm. championship, already has a, a great lead. Um, but, you know, there's there are how many? There's, um, I don't know if they're going to add that 23rd race in, but there's still 19, 20 races to go. It's 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 a while off yet, but it's really kind of to me now. It's looking quite obvious that it will be a one-two situation, and they're going to protect Leclerc in that number one position because mm. it's a championship and it's 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 a Ferrari championship possibly as well if they can mm. get signs up up there number two with them. Mm. Yeah, exactly. It, it it's kind of now or never really for 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 signs though. He's had this. He's been promising for a few seasons, and now he's got the best car. Uh, underneath him on the grid, uh, Bar Leclerc's obviously. Um, it it's this is his time, isn't it? Really? Yeah, like I mean, 
I think they just they have to, they they're going to be aware that Red Bull are making development strides. Mercedes, as much as people could easily write Mercedes off at this stage, like they they could easily turn up in two races time with a solution like they know what the problem is now and especially they had those sensors out on the car in australia on lewis hamilton's car did you see that the lights underneath the car underneath yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so they really know they're, they're really starting to understand what that problem is going on with their car so mm. if you didn't start favor say say for example uh science had a terrible weekend this weekend but leclerc wins um just hypothetically speaking um then you have to look at it as, you know, surely he's, you're going to have to start favoring him. It might not be as clear cut as he's our number one driver, but you're going to have to start favoring him because even if Mercedes come back at this stage, like they can still win the, <laughs> the, the title. Like they're, yeah. they're a team that I wouldn't write off that. If they came back in two races time with a fix, you know, they're in the mix. And once, um, once uh, Red Bull sort out their reliability issues, they're also going to be there challenging. So, even though there's only a few points in the difference at the moment between Leclerc and Sainz, you, you've got to stay. I think, well, just look, my personal opinion, I think you've got to make the decision early. And I think this race, if it's a bad result for Sainz, then I think that's going to make the decision for who's going to be number one, I think. Just my, mm-hmm. just my opinion. Um, so, like, would you say then, Dave, if, if, so let's just presume Leclerc's, you know, well, not presume, he's in a good position to win this race. Mm. Uh, if Sainz isn't finishing second, is that you'd kind of think then that's that's decision made for ferrari really is it or maybe it not depends. second like outside the podiums yeah i'd say so i'd say yeah. if he didn't i'd say if he was finishing even fourth like if he was finishing because i think if, if he was finishing fourth realistically with the grid that we have at the moment if he's finishing fourth he's going to be finishing probably 10 to 15 seconds behind leclerc yeah yeah and that's if he's done that if he's finished 10 to 15 seconds behind leclerc with no real issues then I mean, that's that's a guy that's going to need another few races to get to grips with his car, yeah. and I just don't think they can give him that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do you think Charles is any any better than than last season, or do you think he's actually taken his performances up a notch uh, in line with the improvements of, of the car? Is he actually any better than he was last year? No, this guy was always this fucking good. This right. guy was in F2 on the reverse grids or starting from the back of the grid and winning races. Like this guy was always this class and he's just now has the car to do it. in. I, I always thought this guy was going to be, he's a, he's a world, he's definitely going to be a world champion regardless. Like or if it's not this season, which uh, it'd be hard pushed not to be this season, but if it's not this season, it, it, it's going to happen for him. No question. He's really just got the grips of that car much faster than anyone on the grid. Never mind science, anyone on the grid, he's got the grips with the new yeah. cars. Like, Mm. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't. Doesn't he look like a guy that's he, he's had more testing in that car or the, yeah, the, yeah, this yeah. new generation car than anybody else? But even like from looking at like Bahrain and uh, Jeddah, the way he, I know, I know Verstappen kind of came back and took Jeddah, but God, he he had Verstappen's number in that in them two races. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah. And I think as well his intelligence, like he started to bring in this whole DRS chicken. Now, I know there yeah. was that DRS chicken between Max Verstappen and uh, Lewis Hamilton last, last season in Jeddah, um, which is why Hamilton went into the back of Max Verstappen. Um, but Allegedly. Yeah, 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 allegedly. <laughs> um, but I do, I do think he sort of... 
I, I, don't, I don't know what word to coin here. He sort of weaponized it for, <laughs> for, for, for Formula One. Yeah, like he, he brought it to a new level there. He did. Like, I mean, he, he used it, it sort of in live racing. It wasn't, to, it was nothing to do with having to give a position back and, and keep his advantage. It was in live racing. He was willing to, you know, jockey for that DRS yeah, detection yeah. zone. He was, he wasn't afraid to, he was, he knew these new cars could follow that much closer and, yeah, I it, I think he just he had that in his head. Like I can I can let him here, and I'm gonna get him on the next one, and just That's open it. up that gap then. And he, he just really, knew, yeah, yeah, yeah. He knew what he was at. Ah, oh, he's just brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think he was. I think he was always this good. Like when you saw him in F2, even in in his last season in F2, he was putting in stellar performances. Um. So yeah, I I, I think he's fantastic. I, I've said it many times already this this season. Like, if Red Bull can get their their uh, their shit together, we have two fantastic young drivers that are going to be competing for years to come. Have been competing for years. Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But with those cars underneath them, and if they can both get on, an, on a level playing field, yeah. Jesus, we're in for some some season. But it'll even sorry, Rob, go on. It'll be it'll be hard pressed to kind of to beat the battle between Hamilton and Verstappen last year, but yeah, if Red Bull can sort out them little issues like that's we've seen how close the two guys are racing already, so it can only get better. Mm. Mm. I think the um, just on the from last year, I think I think I was saying this to you before, Scotty, when we were talking about um, sort of the, the the sort of not rivalry, but the the racing between Hamilton or sorry between Leclerc and Verstappen. And the differences between sort of the, the, the season that we had last year and what we could expect this year. Um, and I, I think like last year we had you know, Max Verstappen, a very aggressive driver against an experienced driver who was willing to concede corners when needed or, or would contend or, or contest corners when needed. Whereas with Leclerc and Verstappen, I think you've got two drivers that are equally as aggressive, equally as uh, in their early stages of their career don't have that experience now i know we've just said about leclerc bringing in that drs sort of uh the the, the sort of um, the intelligence to use that drs detection zone but i still think when it comes to fighting for corners i think the two of them could go into a corner that's only you know it's made for one car where the, whereas last season if that was max and lewis i think lewis is willing to realize i'll back out of this even if it meant taking second place, which I know he, he'd rather not do, but even if it meant taking second place, there's another race next week or the week and after. there's points on the board with that second place. Yeah, points on the board. But with these two drivers, they just see the points now and they want the first place. So I think we could have, yeah, it could be, an, if, like I said, if they fix the reliability issues in that Red Bull, I think we could have a really, like we could end up with a more explosive season than last season. Oh, it's, only, it's only a matter of time before they collide somewhere. Oh, of course. And, and that then, brings in the tension then, you know, because yeah, yeah. it's all it's all handshakes and oh yeah, well done on that first position. Yeah, congratulations. And then you know the first accident happens and once yeah, you get cold... to the midpoint of the season, then attitudes change very, very drastically. Yeah. I never liked him anyway, even when we were carding. <laughs> <laughs> well that that was what that's what ignited last season, really, wasn't it? Was it the Silverstone crash was the first one? For or... Hamilton and Verstappen. Hamilton Verstappen, yeah. There was a few things before that. Was, I think it was more, the tension was building, I think, with some dodgy um, uh, sort of race director decisions and stuff like that that were kind of favoring, you know, people thought it was favoring one driver. So it just felt like it bled out, for, or bled in from the, from the fans and sort of around, around Formula One and then sort of, sort of seeped its way into, <laughs> into the garages or something like that. 
So mm. I think on track, the first one would have been um, Silverstone, Silverstone, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Another another sprint weekend uh, as well. Last season. It was. Yeah. So the distance between Ferrari uh, and the Red Bull uh, this year, is is it telling that we won't see, or are we going to see any upgrades from Ferrari between now and Imola? I don't think so, are we? Well, Leclerc was kind of preaching that he didn't want to see upgrades for the sake of upgrades. Like, Mm -hmm. I think he was was trying to say, I think, to his team, and he came out in the interview sort of saying that, you know, if we're performing well at the moment, um, let's not try an upgrade right now just to gain an extra tenth that we may not need right now. Um, that could end up backfiring on us. So I think he was sort of saying about, you know, um, sort of, you know, sort of slow the roll a little bit on, on, the, on the updates coming out, whereas obviously the other teams, literally all the other teams, um, <laughs> have to roll out updates as fast as they're coming, I think. Yeah, yeah and you have um, Bonato coming out there as well, saying they're not expecting any upgrades for, for Imola. Mm, that's but right, I, yeah. I, I don't, I mean, they're, they're quite far ahead at the moment. I mean, there's there's... I know Red Bull have the the pace to keep up with them, but they don't have the reliability. So Ferrari, to me, don't have the the need to upgrade at at all right now. Mm. Whereas they can see what the other teams do and then see maybe they're still ahead, or they have the opportunity to upgrade. Then after after they see what upgrades other teams come up with and how That's the it. season pans out. Exactly, like because even if even if. Um... Other teams do like they're in it, yeah. Like you say, they're so far ahead, they're in a comfortable position now that they can sort of sit back, see what Red Bull and Mercedes do. I mean, even if Mercedes bring major upgrades to Imola, which I don't think there is plans for, but even if they did, you know, they're not bringing enough upgrades to compete with Leclerc. Mm. Um, Red Bull, on the other hand, like that's like you say, that's the only one that would maybe be up there challenging. Um, yeah, in, in a in sort of I think there's more even, little fixes than upgrades, really, as well, isn't it? For Red Bull. Yeah, for Red Bull. It it depends. I don't know. I mean, there still hasn't really been many um much information come out as to what their reliability problem is. I mean, we're all no. assuming that it's related to around the fuel system. I see um, Christian Horner saying that the problem they had in um in Bahrain is different than the problem they had in Melbourne. Yeah, and this is where so the problem in Bahrain was was similar to like an airlock in your in your heating system at home like it was like there yeah. was uh the the, 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 the fumes and... yeah there was the fumes and the vapors going up into the into the fuel lines basically causing a blockage and then uh, obviously that was the end of the engine then in um then the other ones was i think it was something to, well they again they haven't come out but we're sort of assuming that it was some sort of like a, a rubber like a, a seal like an o-ring type seal um on the fuel line which i think is sort of between the honda components and the standard components that are issued to each team um so i think it's a i think it's a learning exercise for red bull powertrains at the moment and it's it's some you know it's 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 the fault lands at their feet i think do you think they'd be kind of sweating at the minute like i i think back to 17 18 ricardo not that he was challenging for the title but you know he was he was up there regularly well i suppose Think back a couple of seasons before that, he was getting podiums all the time mm. um, with that Renault engine. And then they had two years of so many DNFs, like so many yeah. DNFs, um, and they they dropped off a long way. I think they finished behind Ferrari in them couple of seasons as well, did they? Yeah, I think for Red Bull, though, I think they it's a difference between the fact that theirs is a reliability issue for, and again, I think all of it seems to relate around the fuel system. So I think they, they probably know already 
fairly well, or they probably even knew after it happened um, that what the issue was. So I'm thinking it's something they're going to be able to fix pretty easily. Um, Because like I said, it's not an engine. It's it's not a major component, I don't think, of the the car that's failing. It's something quite small, um, which obviously has a catastrophic outcome. So for them, I think that's something that they're going to be able to understand and fix quite easily as compared to the likes of a McLaren or Mercedes or something like that, which is a bigger disaster altogether. Let's let's look a little bit past Imola. Let's go to to the next race on the calendar, or possibly the next race on the calendar. There's been a lot of talk this week, this week, this week, <laughs> about a last ditch uh, attempt to have the Miami GP banned, mm-hmm. um, and we're about 17 days out until FP1. Do you think there's much hope of the residents getting their wishes, or are we 100% getting a, a race in Miami on the 6th of May? I oh, I think it's going ahead. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. There's, there's no way at this stage. I mean. There's going to be protests right up to race day, even on race day, but it'll still just happen. It's one weekend. They can probably get a free, a, free, uh, a few free tickets, and away you go, lads. Enjoy the race. We'll be gone soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think as well that the fact that they, if they hadn't had the, all the other lawsuits and stuff dismissed, like they, they've just changed their tune to, like it's just they're just grasping at straws. Like, I mean, the first yeah. one, like we were saying, was the, um, um, sort of, the, they were talking about the the uh, it was racially discrimination. A racial discrimination um, was the lawsuit that they filed back in 2020, and that got thr- yeah, and that got thrown out in July. Uh, so that lasted seven months. Got thrown out in July by the judge, and now they've applied again, and or a fire sorry, not applied <laughs> for their new driver's licenses. They've <laughs> filed a new lawsuit again. And this time, though, it's under, you know, noise pollution and health concerns. So you're thinking now. Yeah. So you're thinking if you hadn't sort of gone the whole racial route before mm-hmm. and now suddenly, well, that didn't land. So now we're going to go with noise pollution. And, you know, why didn't you just bundle it? Like, did you not think noise pollution and the health issues were an issue when uh, at the beginning? No, like it's yeah it's real grasping at straws and really is yeah yeah what, what, whatever it's just like i said it, it, it seems like a, a group of people who would just uh, do you know it's it's like when you know the, the the local council have to put a road in and mm. like no one wants it going past their house but it has to go past someone's house yeah and it's just like the, the, unfortunately this is a group of people that <laughs> the road is going past your house like and you're just gonna have to you're just gonna have to love it and uh it is quite close. Road. I was looking at um at at some maps there, like where the it's 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 um it's through the car park of that of the hot of the Hard Rock Stadium, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and along a bit of road there as well. Mm-hmm. It, it like in fairness, it is quite close to some ho- some houses there. But, but so is the Hard Rock Stadium. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was looking at at some of the um uh some of the levels that the NFL games generate in terms of decibels. And you have, you have anywhere between, what was it, 80 to 100 decibels for, for an NFL game. It's, it's in the same complex. It's going by the same complex. And the argument is that uh, 98 decibels um, from the F1 race is, is, you know, that's what they're giving out about. So they've, they have nothing really to stand on here, do they? I'm sure they put some concerts on in that stadium as well. Yeah, sure. I mean, that, that'd yeah, be hitting to, yeah. 120 decibels, wouldn't it? Yeah, has yeah. to be. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, they they don't really have a leg to stand no. on here. No, maybe they should get in, in uh, contact with the Crow Park residents. They might, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> might give them some advice. Some how you get rid of it. 
the only thing I, I do you know uh, the the one thing I'd say on I don't know how many races though are like because it's not a fixed track. Um, I don't know how often they're going to use this outside of Formula One. Like I don't think it's a Formula One dedicated track, so I don't know whether they're going to use this for like maybe IndyCar or any other. So IndyCar would be a lot louder than Formula One. Now I know I think in the lawsuit though it was filed they were talking about Formula One a race being at something like 97 decibels or something like that i can't was was or was it something like that scotty yeah yeah 98 decibels yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as you used all our podcast budget by going over with their with your <laughs> decibel meter <laughs> yeah. standing outside the stadium on match day <laughs> had to be done dave yeah yeah, yeah. we have the facts you that's where that's where you come to get them um <laughs> Is it? Um, yeah, yeah. We we blow budget on on stuff that matters. <laughs> um, no, but I I think that there there could be a concern as to how many races. It'd be like when the um you know that like when Rob was saying there the Crow Park gig. Um, mm. I don't think they were complaining necessarily that it was say one. Uh, what was it? Was it Bruce Springsteen or something? No, it wasn't Bruce uh, Springsteen. It Garth, was Garth, Garth Brooks. Brooks. Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't the fact that it was one race. Oh, one race. <laughs> Fuck's sake. It wasn't that it was one <laughs> concert. It was that he was doing four or five in a row. Yeah. I think that was the complaint. Yeah. And there's the disruption that comes with the crowds coming as well. Like, and exactly. You know, there's, there's more to it than the noise levels. So mm. it's a weird thing for them to focus on, really, isn't it? Speaking about new tracks, um, the rumblings of a South African GP have started in the past week as well. The Kyalami track, um, looking like it will make mm-hmm. a return. And uh, I was I went round. Well, I didn't go myself. I watched. <laughs> I spending the budget our budget again. again. <laughs> that's, that's next week's budget gone already. Yeah, over over with my decibel meter. I didn't notice such a such a high roller podcast. It's, yeah, it's, it's, well, it's not because I keep on traveling around the world. Um, but it looks like a lovely addition. Um, lovely um, flowing long corners and lots of uh, overtaking opportunities. What's what's your initial thoughts, Dave, on on uh, South Africa? Yeah, it's well. I think it's 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 a great track. Um, I think the people have been cl- crying out for the South African track to come back before this Las Vegas circuit and even before the Miami circuit. Um, I know the you know the the talk was that the sort of Las Vegas and Miami is sort of more of a financial sort of commercial um, decision, but. Um, like I now I couldn't find. I was I kind of went looking for some numbers on who was like how many sorry i was looking for numbers on how many viewers uh formula one gets from sort of africa and south africa especially and i couldn't find that but i could find it for drive to survive and they're sort of i think they're they're fifth globally in terms of the audience for drive to survive um like they have a massive formula one following there like more so than 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 uh, the united states so i think putting uh you know when you consider you've got that sort of a fan base it would make sense having the south african race back and it probably would have made sense maybe putting the south african race back before we even went to las vegas or miami or you know pick one of them it's there's a lot of work to be done though isn't there in order to get this track up to scratch um it's now well not a lot of work but it's it's a grade two at the moment fa grade two yeah and mm. they have to upgrade it to a, a grade one in order to get it functioning i was reading up i think it's I think the surface the surface is good there anyway. I think it's the um, the the barriers, isn't it? The barriers in the runoff areas need to be upgraded. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think there's a bit of infrastructure that has to be done for sort of fans accommodating the, the fan volume and stuff like that, like mm. basic sort of stuff. But it is a bit there. I don't know what the width of the current track is though. So I know I there's a the middle sector. I think is quite narrow, but there's there is good wide um, 
the the home straight is is quite wide. Uh, yeah, just a few few good wide corners, but I think yeah, the middle sector does look quite narrow in it. So, and I mean, look, even at that, it's not going to take much to widen the the, no. the track. So, yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, I can't imagine there's going to be a lot done. I mean, if you've got a grade two track, um, and and you're already like, I mean, look, they were already in Formula One. There's a huge fan base there. They're, they're going to recoup this money. Um, yeah, I don't think there's going to be you know the, the money that you'd have to put in to make it a grade one. I don't think anyone's going to bat an eyelid over it. No, it's a, it's a worthwhile investment. Mm. Like there is, there's going to, it's going to draw, draw a big crowd, really. Absolutely, yeah, huge crowd. And again, like I said, I, I was only going off the drive to survive numbers when you saw because I didn't realize I was expecting to kind of try and find some information like this. And I was so, sort of expecting to see it fairly low down, sort of mm. you know tenth or more um, in terms of uh, the, in viewership. But uh, yeah, I was surprised that they're I think fourth or fifth or something like that for uh, even for, even the fact that like next year it'll be. Was it ninety three? The last race was there, so it'd be 30, 30 years since there was a race there. Like, yeah, you yeah. Know, there's going to be um, uh, plenty of mid 40, 50 year old people dying to go to that track to see races there. Like, exactly. And now, do we think it's going to be there next year, or will it be twenty twenty four? Probably. Well, they're looking more twenty twenty four, as far mm. as I'm aware. Mm. It's we're not going back to to China by the looks of things, are we? Um, in 23 um so far the indication is that they, they don't seem to be I going back it. there so you know as you said it, it it won't take an awful lot to get that track up and running mm. so you know I, I i could see it in 23 and they're considering that monaco depending on how the negotiations go with monaco that it could yeah. that it won't permanently drop off the calendar but it could become one of these tracks that's a rotational track that you know mm. just comes on every couple of years you're back in monaco which i'll be honest I know people would scream at me for saying it, but that wouldn't bother me in the slightest. I don't think, unfortunately. It's a it's a hard thing to to say. I wouldn't like to see a Monaco race because it's it's not the best race, but it's yeah. the most historic race, really. Like, isn't it? I mean, it is. It's like, definitely like having to... Sergio Perez was saying he doesn't like a lot of the new tracks that come out. He need uh, they need to have um what did he say? A bit more. There's not the enough character. character. Yeah. Mm. Or yeah, you do need that historical kind of value as well. Um, but Monaco's not the only historical track on the circuit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's the only one that doesn't have the ability to adapt to the new cars as no, they as no. they evolve. There's just like I don't know. Like I mean, I don't know whether they would ever consider, you know, sort of reworking the track in Monaco. But, but then what can again, they do? like it's, it's it's one of the narrowest tracks on the circuit, and there's nowhere to expand expand that um, that road space. There's other than sort of lifting out footpaths off the side of the road. Yeah, yeah there yeah. really isn't. And I mean, I don't know, is that even something that's an option? Like, yeah. and I don't mean permanently remove footpaths, but I mean, is it, is there some sort of temporary solution where you have a, you know, sort of you, you, you've removed fixed footpaths and then sort of for the rest of the year, you have these, um, I don't know, like some sort of footpaths that are laid down that are almost, when I say temporary, I know that sounds a ridiculous thing to say, but something that can be removed easily, that they're sort of bolted down, almost like yeah, the, yeah. some curbs that you see on, on racetracks um, that, that can be unbolted and removed. Could you see areas of Monaco where they lift out the, um, cur- you know, the, the footpaths and use that to widen areas of the track for overtaking options, maybe? Oh, so rid- it sounds ridiculous, I know, and I, as I'm saying out loud. barrier is a, a building then. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it makes it a bit more interesting, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's. I don't know. It's when is the, the negotiations are are ongoing at the moment? Ongoing. With 
Yeah, well, I, I, I hear them saying, oh, you know, their, their license, um, you know, is up for renewal. But I, as far as I know, their license expired last year. Last. Um, and it's only this year they sort of got a little bit of a pass to be added to the calendar um, for one reason or another while negotiations were going on. Um, so I don't know. I like I just I don't see any, other than the historical value. I just don't see any racing or entertainment value that it offers anymore. And I hate saying that because I love Formula yeah. One. I yeah. love that track. Being, It'd be such being a strange a, season to see no Monaco on the list. It would be like but, seeing a Formula One race with no Ferrari. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It'd be the exact same. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, the sport has to move on. I know it's historical and it's there, but if, if, if something's holding the sport back, you know, as historic as it is, it's, you you gotta you gotta push on. I think, unfortunately, and I think mm-hmm. with Monaco, it's come to it's or it ha, it's either come to or it's coming to that stage. Every everything else in Formula One is about innovation, so surely that should apply to tracks as well. Exactly. I know I'm I'm completely contradicting myself from a few minutes ago. There, I was like, no, keep Monaco on the list. I was like, but <laughs> but it's uh, hard, yeah, but it's a hard decision, isn't yeah, it? Like, I yeah. mean, I could I could mm. fight for and against it as well. Yeah, like, you, yeah. You, know, you could it's... much easier fight against it, but you never want to see it gone. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, that's it. I think for for this week's episode. Um, as always, if you want to get in touch with your own questions, comments, or corrections, send them on to feedback at late night race Until next week. <laughs>